Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mits and Pig, <laughs> Mits and Pigs, Mits and Twigs. My apologies, my friends. That was unkind to you. I'm going to leave that in there just so I can eat that crow. Uh, other, other than those insults that have nothing to do with our fantasy matchup this week that's just come to an end. How are you? I'm great. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about, like fantasy problem. I had a great week. Took down this guy that slimy slimy guy was saying that he was selling like the week he wasn't going to try wake up this morning a couple offers were sent his way that he accepted dirty move by what i thought was a, a homie so i don't know if you can hear my baby crying but uh yeah it's uh it was a great fantasy week uh we bask in the w's how, how was i'll just be listening to you all out there i i had a pretty nice week all said uh i did uh, lose my fantasy matchup to just this guy that always falls ass backwards into fantasy wins. Um, no one can understand it. Uh, but, uh, hey, you know, it's uh, putting up the third best score of the week and only to lose uh, should be my team name at this point in the season, I think. But uh, I, I had a pretty good week, had a good week at work, uh, had a really nice weekend. Uh, we will we'll talk about it a little bit later if we need to fill some air. But there has been something. There has been something that's been bugging me this week. What that? What is that? You may ask silently. I thought you were gonna roll. Uh... I, I didn't know if you want me to ask. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Usually we're pretty good at feeding off each other, but like that one, I was like, I think he just wants the mic, so I'm gonna give it to him. Uh, what What bothered you this week, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. Uh... The the culmination of uh, the Vancouver Canucks just symphony of classlessness that was executed. Um, I you know we talked about this many many times. I am here in Vancouver in the market. I've been to games. Uh, Bruce Boudreau, whilst not the most successful coach in team history, uh, definitely won the fans over, and uh, by all accounts is is a very classy, warm loved individual who does you know who, who does his best and tries to put tries to win tries to do right by people uh and the organization has treated him like they, they've been they've been insulting him the entire time you know in the way that they treat him the way that they discuss things openly uh just a complete disregard uh for you know one of the winningest coaches uh in regular season uh, hockey history uh, all because they have a boner for a guy who is one of the least successful head coaches uh, in modern hockey history in Rick Tockett. Just the worst kept secret uh, in all of hockey, uh, next to the rigged fan voting for the All-Star game, of course, mm. it was that Rick Tockett was the incoming coach. Uh, been going on for weeks now. Uh, it was all, well, pretty much all known in at least in the local area here, that uh, this was Bruce's final weekend. Um, they called him into the office this morning and let him go and then announced talk at the same afternoon. Just It's just so gross. It's just, And it's just so easy to not be like that. That's just a series of decisions and actions that just compound on the way. And, you know, the first time earlier in the season, when uh, Rutherford made comments alluding, openly alluding to, in the media, the fact that he wasn't happy with the job that Bruce Boudreaux has done. 
maybe he was emotional in that moment, but he's a grown ass adult at that point he or somebody around him should have said hey maybe don't air your dirty laundry in public like that and he should have thought yeah you know what that's a good idea like next time they ask about it i should probably give him a more professional answer and or if i hate the coach that, that i've been paying to be here just fire him get him out of here can't do any worse like what was the i'm gonna ramble on and on and on this is not a well thought out well-written take it's just so uh i mean I guess in one sense of relief that it's over, but uh, it's only really over for Bruce. It's not over for the rest of us that have to sit and watch this garbage organization continue to roll downhill and pick up more fire and crap, like some kind of garbage snowball. Yeah. What I, what I do want to say is first there's been little to zero um Communication from the GM, it feels like Jim Rutherford is like really like the one that's taking the vocal approach, really sharing what he feels. And to that extent, there's there he did a press conference uh, um, when the Tanner Pearson uh, investigation was going on. And it was awesome. He would like he was saying what was what like he was really going into the media's answers. He was really explaining and all that. But then like what we saw in November where he goes, well, what's wrong with the Canucks is like a systems thing and all this and and basically throwing Brucey B into the fire right then, right? And then so all of this speculation is coming, and clearly this has been in the works for a while. And what I want to say is, is it's disgusting. I don't think I've ever seen, and I watch a lot of hockey. I love this sport. I love the, I, I know it probably doesn't sound like we love it because we complain about a bunch of things. <laughs> but to be honest, the NHL is a weird place recently. It's just like, we had the Ivan Provorov thing. We're not going to get into it right now or whatever, but like the NHL does it to themselves, right? Like there's a lot of things oh, yeah. that it's super NHL-y, um, but I've never seen a situation like this where the fans are basically begging for them not to fire Bruce Boudreaux. It's not his fault. It's not this. We have the uh, Bruce, there it is, signs that management is telling them that they can't have at their own game for their own coach that they're paying to coach their players. You have the fans, you know, I was, I was not only that I'm a Flames fans, I really wanted the Oilers to lose on uh, Saturday, but I really wanted it to be a win for Bruce Rujo to give it like one last punch to uh, ownership and management. Um, You have fans chanting Bruce. There it is. You have players that are like, each one went and basically laid it out to him and appreciated him and all this. And I get coaching changes. Not a lot of coaches last. The shelf life for a coach is usually three years. But you know what? There's a way uh, to handle these situations like a human. And the only situation that I can remember being as as poorly handled as the one that we just witnessed was the Gerard Glant one. And what's hilarious is you kept hearing from um, these analysts like Elliot Friedman, oh, Vancouver doesn't want that situation. Oh, Frank Cervelli, Vancouver doesn't want that. No, they they got a way worse situation. They got a way. It's like, hey, so you go on a date with this girl that you know you're not going to you know, end up keeping and your hot girlfriend that you got in the wing is also at that same party or that same date. That's what it was. It's completely awkward. Have I done that? No. But still, that's the only metaphor I can say. So no, I, yeah, I think dating analogies. I love always just top notch. They're they're good, hey. You can tell I'm a master. 
master at it. Um, yeah, I, I I come out of this weekend um, praying, and I think I've said it on the, on the show a couple times now that Vancouver is the perfect fit for Connor Bedard. He's Vancouver. I they don't even deserve Connor Bedard. That that's where I'm at. They don't like you. Don't get to do this, and all of a sudden, like force a rebuild, which. Jim Rutherford said in his Tanner Pearson investigation, like a press conference, well, are we going to start a rebuild? And he goes, what are we doing? Because they're not winning, right? But no, they don't deserve Connor Bedard. And and you know what? They don't deserve Bruce Boudreaux. And I hope he, he lands on his feet. He's a great coach. He went 50, 40, and 10 with this team. He had like a plus 700 win percentage last year with this team and this team is not poorly like i mean not well built it's very poorly built there's there's terrible cap implications they have um no defense they scratched their highest paid defenseman in oel the other the other game so yeah no let's just throw bruce boudreaux to the wolves where he clearly wanted to be there he clearly really enjoyed yeah. it. He had how many months left on his contract? And let me tell you this, Rick Tockett was still going to be there. Rick Tockett yeah. was still going to be there. And if you knew this in November, you probably knew it in September. You should have made the change there. And I don't know where it came from. Who said, no, let's just end up keeping Brucey e. B. And they probably did want to wait till the end of the year. But their big mouths and their poor management, imagine this. They can't even handle a coaching a coaching change well. Now you want this team to be the, the ones that are going to rebuild the Vancouver Canucks? Jim Rutherford's done well in his career. But he's also done stupid things and poor things that have gotten fired at different parts in his career. And the only reason he won a couple cups is he had the man, Sidney Crosby, with him, right? Mm-hmm. Team was already built. Did you do add some great pieces? Yes. But no, uh, the team that can that can't even handle a coaching change. And I'm sorry, Rick Tockett ain't the answer. So what's his shelf life? I don't know. Vancouver is just a shit show. It's a dumpster fire. It's a it's a classless organization. The owner meddles too much, even though Jimmy Rutherford said he hasn't. Um, what else is he supposed to say? We've seen it. We've witnessed it time and time again. Time and time again. That's my spiel. That's my rant. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up a little bit here, gang. We won't make you listen to the whole uh, the rest of the entire hour for uh, all about uh, Bruce B and the terrible organization that is Vancouver Canucks. But let's just say this: uh, Elliot Friedman and Kelly Rudy uh, on uh, Saturday night both said they they can't think of a single situation with anything like this where the fans love a coach so much he wants to be there, and the organization just treats it so poorly, does it so poorly. He's crying it really on the bench. Been hard. It wouldn't have been hard for them to, if they were this displeased with this performance, fire him like three months ago. And if there was a contract issue with Rick Tockett, just have an interim coach, somebody like take over until then. Like, you know, what were you really there? The, the, the writing was on the wall. This was not like, a, oh, okay, Bruce, we're going to give you to January to turn things around. This was in the cards months ago. So they could have just done that, made it easier, simpler. And, uh, but, it's a toxic organization from the very top and Vancouver fans uh, the last couple of years have, I mean, they've, they've Vancouver fans have actually faced uh, crooked media coverage about 
how they're a toxic fandom. How mm. people don't want to play here because they're toxic. Mm. They're terrible to people online. That's been the media narrative driven. Media, the sports media in Vancouver, and there's really clear examples of this right now. If you uh, ever kind of want to look into it, I, you know, hit us up on Twitter, and I can I can point you to where you can read the receipts. It's very very obvious that the media in Vancouver, the sports media, is on a very they walk a thin line where they have to put put out whatever Aquilini says, or they have their access revoked. There's very real examples of this right now today. Um, this was never a toxic fan base. This is a toxic human being who owns a team as well as being a slumlord and under investigation for abusing his children. I, love, I think we've mentioned that who, like 800 times. I love it. Oh, have we mentioned that? Have we mentioned that? Oh, oh uh, did we? I mean, I did say under investigation. I didn't say he was a, you know, uh, we'll have to wait till the investigation comes out to be sure. No, I mean, uh, I mean, that he's getting sued by his own children. That thing. That's the, he's a yeah. douchebag. I just want to piggyback yeah, off. That's, that's it. Off you when you're done too. Go ahead. I just want to say, like, uh, Vancouver fans deserve better uh, because not only have they been dragged through the mud for wanting and supporting, uh, wanting a team to do well and supporting a team uh, by the media that they financially support and by the team and ownership that they financially support, um, and which is, they deserve better. Um, and so shame on Vancouver Canucks as an organization, organization top to bottom. Yeah. It, it's hilarious. Organizations are always like, you know, and, and celebrities and everybody stick with us through the thick and thin. But when the thin is as corrupt and terrible as what Vancouver Canucks are putting out right now, it's hard for any fan to want to stay with them. Right. And you know what? As yeah. a fan, I'm seeing it in Flames Twitter right now out there too. We're like, you're allowed to criticize aspects you don't like. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's the part of being a fan. Right? You know, have I criticized Daryl Sutter for how he's implemented young players and all this all season and played Lucic? As a fan, we all think we know better than the coach, but you know what? I I'm saying Daryl knows more than I do. Right? But when things are black yeah. and white and all of a sudden they put some kids in and they get energy and they play the best game they have all year, oh maybe some of the fans know what they're talking about too. Nobody's saying that they don't know like those those people in charge. Oh, here we go. Are are not intelligent and know what they're doing, except for Vancouver, because that thing is terrible. They just blame the fans, and I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I kind of rambled on the end there, but stick with them if they're giving yeah. you something through the thin. But when the thick's good, it's good. I, I don't think I can say anything else. It's gonna top. That's our that. T-shirts. What was the other one? <laughs> That guy's stupid or something. Dead <laughs> oh, that guy's stupid. And the, uh, the thick is don't good. touch a dead cat in the yeah. road. And the thick is good. Yeah. And the thick is good. Oh man, love it. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. Well, uh, look forward to the hashtag. Talk it is not it. Uh, streaming across <laughs> Twitter and the Twitterverse and online soon enough. But let's move on to something that I hope is a little more positive. Uh, let's hit up some temp checks, baby. How? Uh, what's the temp of your Calgary Flames? I, I don't know. Like light burn 
It's like when you turn your gas <laughs> stovetop on and there's just the little, like you're just about to, you're just about to simmer, right? We've just cranked it all the way down. They just played the best game uh, against Tampa. It was, it was amazing. You had the Daryl Sutter comment. His debut. Hello, what's up? What did you think of Jacob's first few shifts in the NHL? Uh, Jacob Pelche. What number is he? 49. 49. Six minutes, 35 seconds, 13 shifts, average 30 seconds a shift. Got 43 seconds in the power play, played five minutes, 52 seconds. Had one shot, goal, and one hit. Beyond the stats. What you learned just from being on the bench and seeing what the veterans on the team are doing? It's the NHL. 21 years old, got a long ways to go. And what I want to say to that is, and, and I just, this isn't really a part of the temp check, but I just want to get this out. Daryl's got a sick sense of humor. It's very sarcastic. It's, it's passive aggressive. It's all that. And he, he's really good at sound bites. We've seen it over years and years in this game, right? So he's known for, hey, let's watch the Daryl sound bites. They're hilarious. We love them. But there comes a time and a place to pretend that you don't know your rookie. First of all, he's the we're the only team in the NHL that hasn't played a player uh, 22 years or younger in the NHL until Saturday. To then pretend that you can't remember what number he is, and then when the media, who is asking for your insight because you're the professional, you're the head coach, all you do is read the stat line in some smirky way that you've clearly had that dialed up, before the game because he was sitting there right when salima asked it, he said oh, oh let me grab my glasses puts his glasses on like you saw in the video that i clipped in here um and then just reads it so he knew it was coming and to to have that gotcha moment against the media i get it they're probably asking you questions that you don't want to hear you don't like to do all the post game pre-game uh you know meetings and all that with with the media Imagine being that kid that just played your first NHL game, and that's that's how they're going to remember you for the rest of your life. Oh, how was your first NHL game? Oh, the coach, you know, after the game, he said he couldn't remember what number I was. Like, I, I don't know. These dino coaches, like mm-hmm. freaking torch taking the iPads away, all that shit. I have a there's, a, there's a time and a place for them, and then there's just a lot of time I don't want anything to do with them. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's not a good coach. He just he just passed the record for the most wins as a Flames head coach. I get that. He's very successful. But I I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of it. It's just kind of it's just kind of old. Like every press game, post game say our players aren't superstars. What are you talking about? Like what are you talking about? Imagine like that player that Jonathan Huberto put up 115 points. He's a point per game every year for the past five years. And the only year he's not, it's with you as the head coach. He's playing with a better center this year. I just don't have time for these dinosaurs anymore. I just don't. I'm so sick of it. He's good at what he does. Sure. He's a great systems coach. Sure. But all last year we heard was Johnny and Monty aren't Connor McDavid. No, they're not. I get that. But you know what? Right now, Matthew Kachuk is the, the highest scoring winger, right winger, the past two years. And all I heard last year is he wasn't good enough. And now all I'm hearing now is a 22-year-old gets into the lineup and you just can't remember his number because you're a smart ass. I don't know. I just, why would you want to play for that guy? So my my temp check, 
on this team is I'm I'm just sick and tired of the coach right now. That's my temp check. Am I happy with how the team's playing? Sure, they've been decent. But, like, holy shit. Something positive would be nice, like, one time. They ask me, how was – was that, like, the most complete game that you've seen? No, I haven't. we haven't seen one yet. Holy – just say something. Just say something good. Like, that's all I'm asking. That's all, like – your your job is to coach a team, and part of that is doing the media. If they ask you for your insight, it's not because they're like, oh, we're going to ask this guy. They really do want to know. Well, go freaking get some more Kubota tractors and enjoy your freaking land and Viking. I don't know. I'm sick of it, man. I'm just sick of it. Do you think he's, do you think he's scared that uh... – They'll uh he'll say something nice and they'll sound bite it and he'll have to uh everybody'll make fun of him for being uh, a human being. No, so you know what I, I don't know. Earlier in the week he was talking about how uh Pelche is very similar to Manjapani and Dubey. And then you can build off those questions, oh, which way, what do you like, and all that. That's insightful, that's awesome. And then everybody's like, Well, defending Daryl this because he went on him after the game. Well, he said something nice about him on Tuesday. No, there's just a time and a, a time and a place to be a dickhead. There's just a t- like you know what I mean. Like to be a smartass, time and a place. And the other thing, Rhett Warner said it perfectly on his podcast. What have these veterans that you so call like want to ride and die with these cup rings? I've said it on here. They've won rings ten years ago. They've got you where you're out of the wild card. You just got buried by Colorado, who didn't have Kill McCarr, Josh Manson, or or uh, Byram. Where are these guys getting you? Where is Milan Lucic? And that's so maybe it's not on a simmer. Maybe internally, my temp check is a rage boil. Like it's a rage boil. That's my temp check. That's it. That was feisty. Yeah. Was it all over that the was... place? Yeah, because when I start seeing red, it's all over the place. I can't tell if these are all intentional. Calgary Flames puns or not, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll leave that for the for the listeners to enjoy. Um, well, I'd say the we're in a different we're in a different state in St. Louis, and I don't mean just physically. I mean mentally. Uh, we are we're just we've, we're in the stage of acceptance. Uh, George Bennington will never be. Not an asshole. Did you say George? Uh, Jordan. Oh, I thought you said George. I was like, oh, now we're just... Your temp check's so cold that you've forgotten your players' names. Yeah. Don't ask me what his number is. I, got, <laughs> I didn't write it down. Um, now, nah, Bennington's not gonna, never not going to be an asshole. Grice is uh, is not the backup we need. Um, our defense is not going to figure it out. It's The answers aren't in the house. Uh, and so, you know... Just it is what it is. Um, we might be able to go on a little bit of a run to finish the year. I think both the Flames and the Blues have uh, are in the top ten e- easiest projected strength of schedules left. So there's a very good chance that either or both teams will be able to make that push and get in. Um, you know, things assuming don't, things don't get worse. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, Ryan O'Reilly. Love you. Always gonna just love what he's brought to the Blues, 
but uh, hurry back and get healthy and put some games on tape so we can get a maximum return for you at the trade deadline. Vladimir Tarasenko would have would love for him to be a lifetime blue, but don't expect that to happen. And so if he's not re-signing this offseason, uh, maximize that return, baby. Send him somewhere on trade deadline. Uh, because what we've seen when both of them were out was that it somehow didn't really impact the overall success of the team. And we do have young players uh, playing, you know, some of them getting, you know, fourth line minutes or sitting, you know, wearing a suit in the box, many of them in the minors that are projected to be impact players. So this could be uh, a season where we give them some chance to get some playing time. You know, it's not, uh, it's a retool, not a rebuild. So uh, I don't know. That's where I'm at. I, I've come to accept the fact that the blues are not going to contend this year. Uh, I don't expect them they're too talented, barring injury, uh, to fully tank. The other teams that are tanking are just too good at being terrible, despite the fact that we did lose to Chicago yesterday, which, come on. that That's, that's uh, you know, you lose to Chicago when Chicago's this bad and your season's in the mix, and you just have to accept the fact that this is not your year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year, the year after that. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. It's just a, it's just a cool indifference in St. Louis, with El Nino going away, the temperature is dropping, things are getting cool. Time to settle in and just wait it out. Dude, I I, I can't, you know, take, like, come away from that. We have quite a different temp check this week it's like quite vastly different yeah. like usually we're like pretty close yeah. but like well like especially because both our teams are so terrible yeah no, you're talking... hey mature group though mature group here in calgary they'll, they'll yeah they'll start to get it they'll start to get it. you know who daryl will never forget <laughs> milan lucic <laughs> just end well on. i mean i think i i don't remember if you shared this or if i read this but the exciting thing is that daryl wants to get back in the gm seat again. oh because that went so well previously, you know, and, and it's, you know, that's, that's pretty exciting. You know, that's probably what's, that's the answer. Yeah. If yeah. He just needs more control. This, this wall you know, as, would just be ripped coach. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think the fan base could even do that 2.0, Daryl, to be honest. Great coach. No. He's a fantastic coach. Let me get this. Like, let me, he's great systems coach. One of the best in the NHL. Ever, ever, yeah. terrible GM. One of the worst. One of the worst. Dude, he's too emotional. Can't have anybody telling something. Galvin. No, I. To be honest, no, no, man. Like there was a story that, and this is a little bit rambly. There's just this. Should, that should just be the episode name, rambly. Uh, there's an episode where Craig Conroy is talking about um, the day Dion Phaneuf was traded, and so they're all down in the locker room and they they. You know, don't really know what's going on, and all of a sudden somebody comes down. And they're like, "Hey, Dion, Dion's been traded," and Connor's like, "Wait, what?" Like, everybody's in there. Like, this wasn't even a rumor. Nobody really knew, even though like outside it was like, "Oh, he wants to be the captain," but deep down, like Jerome was always going to be the captain. Yeah, he's traded to uh, to who? To Toronto, and then they read off the players' names, and everybody was like, "Oh." Right, because it wasn't anybody special coming back. It was just quantity. There was no quality there at all. It was just quantity. Mm-hmm. And basically, what Conroy summed up saying was, he's too emotional because one day Daryl doesn't like you, 
as a coach, he doesn't have the power to trade you. But as a GM, if he didn't like you, you were shipped out. You were gone, right? And yeah. um, we saw it multiple times. So I, I don't know. I'm hoping there's, there's no truth to that. Frankly, if you were going to say anybody was the leading candidate for uh, Brad Living's job because his contract's done after the season, and right now it doesn't look like he's getting rehired, uh, there's a good chance we see uh, Daryl Poe 2.0, GM, GMD. 2.0. It really sucks from Boston Pizza. They got a lot of free advertising out of Bradshaw Living. But yeah. Hey, uh, quick quick game here, Matthew. Quick game here on the Mitts and Twigs podcast. I just want to do a little rapid fire. A little rapid fire? Let's do it. I didn't give you any heads up. You have no idea this is coming. That's why I love it. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I'm going ra- to you know, ramble off some questions. And you're going to not think, not thinking. Just off of top of your head, just quick. You're a quick fella. Not as quick as that bird that I saw in your hand today. That's a different story. Um, and you're going to give me the first answer. Best reverse retro jersey this season. Way too long. <laughs> Florida Panthers. Most disappointing player this season. Trying not to be so focused on my own team. Um, well, I mean, I didn't have any hopes for him, but how is it not Johnny Goodrell? I will accept that. I was, I thought you're, I totally laid it up for you. I thought you were going to say Jonathan Huberdo. I was like, this man's crapped on him before, but no, no, I mean, this F exactly Johnny Goudreau, F that guy, <laughs> Columbus, John, what? Johnny, Johnny Huberdo is exactly who I've been <laughs> saying. Okay, next question. Is next for question. years. The next question. Uh, MVP. Damn. Damn, this is like the easiest one. He scored his 40th goal in 48 games. Nah, his team's barely in the playoffs, though. How can he be valuable if your team sucks? You're on a six-game heater. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, hey. six games. So, hey, so, MV- so is Chicago. Hey. So was Chicago. Give me your MVP. It's taking way too long. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to say, oh, it's Martin Jones. Okay, well, that, that Jones. Uh, most the, improved. The Kraken, the, the Kraken, the Kraken stink. Uh, I, look, Kraken stink. Uh, Grubauer stinks, and if he. Even when he was healthy, he was bad. He went down. If Martin Jones doesn't find that thing inside of him that helps him produce one other good fantasy and hockey-related year, like the guy's first, been first in the Pacific. Yeah, like he's he's got to be the MVP. He's 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 the the whole. He's he's everything there. So uh, he's he's clearly, you know, whatever whatever cosmic cube uh, wizard uh, that he visited or used previously, he found it again and and brought back the, the old Martin, Martin Jones classic run more run through. But uh, yeah, I think it's for me, it's gotta be, it's goaltending because it, if it's not Martin Jones, it's uh, a tie between uh, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson, because when Robin Leonard went down, we all wrote off, uh, that team 
We all thought all were like, oh, that's, that's such a that's a lost season. That's so unfortunate. They have no goaltending. Uh, and again, they're top team in the league. So the correct answer was only Connor McDavid. But uh, we'll carry on. We'll move on. Hey, I'll take Martin Jones. Hey, I'll take Martin. Martin most improved. Most improved. Most improved. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Six seven center or same team de- or defense. Same team de- on defense. It's, both both it's of those Tage guys. Thompson. Uh, yeah. Tage, Tage Thompson had a had a heck of a breakout year last year. Um, you know. Uh, we in St. Louis saw this originally from the get-go uh, and have always believed in him uh, and his potential, but uh, we had to do what we had to do to get that cup. It's price yeah, I'd pay any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Here's the thing. like, Is there a deal that's worked out well, like so well for both teams? St. Louis got a cup yeah. and a captain for a few years, and now Buffalo's got a, a star center. And Tage Thompson, who's coming into the mo- into his own, clearly loves playing for Gren- uh, what's his name, Granado or whatever in Buffalo. But uh, either one of those Buffalo uh, players, Tage or, or Deline, have been incredible. Deline, that that pass, they, even Cousins, that pass they did to Cousins this weekend was it, overtime, amazing. Okay, here's my last one of my very our very slow rapid fire. <laughs> Which coach deserves to be fired right now? Uh, I mean, Daryl comes up because not that he's doing the worst job, but I mean, last year he rode Gautreau and, and Kachuk's coattails and he needs to be fired so that he doesn't become GM. But outside of that, like that, you need to, you need to cut that off before your team goes to the crapper for a couple more years. But outside of that... Who stinks? Who sucks out there? <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick Tockett. <laughs> Rick Tockett failed the vibe check when he <laughs> took over a job. Imagine going in for an interview, a job interview, and you just watch the people you're interviewing with beat the shit out of and verbally abuse the person who's doing the job that you're doing, you're going to be doing. Yeah. You have months to see this, to check this out, to see all this happening. And despite all of that, you're like, nah, I want me some of that. Yeah. And you've got no professional success in the background to back it up. But you're all like, it's not like he's just like, they plucked him out of the nowhere and this is finally his opportunity. Like when Bruce Boudreaux got his opportunity after coaching in the minor for 20 plus years, uh, got called up into Washington and turned it into a fantastic career. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a guy who has had his shot, who flamed out terribly, and who has now been, you know, sidekick to to Biz Nasty on TBS or whatever it is over there. And like, this, yeah, no, yeah, Tockett's not it. Get him it, out of there. Imagine Tockett sitting there, and he could go to any team and apply to any team, and he's sitting there, and he goes, you know what, I just love doing in Arizona. Just loved developing and losing i just loved it like it was my favorite thing oh vancouver dumpster fire 
that's my let me that, edit sign me up i can smell like death yeah. on my front porch like yeah oh no that's just somebody just putting lighting dog shit on my front step hey yeah get sign me up vancouver i'm ready oh i'm also replacing a coach that like is loved by everybody yeah what could go wrong yeah yeah give it a that year that. That, big big fail on talking five check there um any reasonable human being uh probably should have saw that and wanted nothing to do with it at all unless you know you were desperate for your first opportunity but uh you know we all do uh we all do what we got to do we climb that ladder to get to the top and it's so funny i'm sitting there and he watches all the games on nhl tnt right the best is uh i would not want to coach a team right now that is about to trade their captain uh, uh, Pedersen is sitting there he's already like had a contract contract dispute with uh previous management He's sitting there like, why that? Why would I want to stay here after you know eighteen months? Why would I want to stay here? Mm-hmm. JT Miller is uncoachable. The man is allergic to defense, right? Hell, our our a guy in our fantasy league tries to sell him every week because he sucks so bad. He's got an offer right now while <laughs> sitting here. And if Brian's <laughs> listening to this, no, I'm not accepting that. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, that's just not a place I'd want to go coach right now, but whatever. Yeah. Thank you for playing. Uh, again, that was our s- slowest freaking rapid fire ever, but thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, well we're, we're getting better, I hope, as we go along here. Um, let's push the all-star crap to next week. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to talk about it anyways. Um Send out shout out condolences. Uh, shout out's not the, the the most sensitive word version of that, but we do try to want to recognize, um, you know, hearts go out to Max Pacioretty, um, and his horrible uh, injury situation. Uh, apologies, gang, must <laughs> is being attacked by what could only be described as a 50, 50 foot arachnid, um, with razor sharp claws, um, but. Uh, if he can somehow survive that, he will also send out his thoughts and well wishes um, to Patches. Um, that's just too very tragic. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, Cole Caulfield, uh, season cut short uh, for a young player. No doubt he's going to come back next year and, and pick it up, but uh, shoulder injuries ended his year as well. So it's a, it's a bit of a bummer for those guys, um, but a bummer for the teams, both of the you know the organizations that were um, really relying on them and looking forward to them. But uh, can't be helped. These things happen, unfortunately. So it is what it is. Um, nothing but well wishes. Hope they both uh, heal up, get better as soon as they can without rushing it. Don't rush back. You got to think about that longevity. Um, let me just check in with my host to see if he is still alive. No, you're good. Has yeah, the no. spider, has you know, spider taken over your host? I'm dead serious. I'm sitting here on my desk. It's not a very big desk. Picked up my phone and a spider leg was dashed across. Quick little guy. Like any grown man. Startled me. Again, I'm big and strong and this spider came out of nowhere. And I I kid you not, I still am not enjoying sitting here because I know he's still around. And I don't know what happened or where he went. But when I, you know, my that quick 30 seconds from the off my chair oh there's a spider to the lights he got away he lives to fight another day i'll get him though again uh really sucks for max patch already but uh 
<laughs> brutal. Brutal, <laughs> brutal situation. That was um, yeah. All uh, right. Well, you know what? Uh, with the threat of spider upon you, I won't let uh, make you sit through my bird sanctuary story. Uh, you guys will have to tune in next week to hear more about uh, my adventures uh, feeding birds out of my hand. That was the comment earlier where Tyler said he saw me, the bird in my hand. It wasn't what you perverts were thinking. Uh, I was at a bird sanctuary feeding chickies. And ducks. It, it looked amazing. That bird was cool. like a Disney princess. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, you got the hair. You look like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, with that, gang, uh, we look forward to talking to you next week uh, about the All-Star uh, weekend coming up. Hopefully, uh, we've got some fun stuff to talk about on other than uh, the rampant accusations of vote rigging by the NHL. <laughs> Uh, one of these days we're going to talk about something fun and, and, and share joy. That's the goal. The goal is to share joy with uh, everyone, but uh, unfortunately the hits keep coming. But yeah. Yeah. Until, like uh, Until then. Like the Vancouver Canucks, this episode's been a complete uh, dumpster fire. Wow. I don't know about that dumpster fire. It's, it's, can maybe least, not. You know, that. that maybe maybe this, like end, a, this end part where the spider attacked me. Like, yeah, maybe. He didn't attack me. Maybe like a smoldering trash can but like a whole dumpster fire like i don't know like somebody threw their cigarette butt into like a waste paper basket most people are At monsters most. lights a fire all of a sudden the whole thing's on fire there's a paper trail that leads to the building the building's now on fire see how see how i can just like okay let's end this yeah Thank you so much. Uh, if you have any thoughts about our new intro music, uh, about uh, seeing our, our, our beautiful mugs on anywhere, please don't be uh, shy. Reach out to us across the Twitterverse, uh, YouTube comments, all that jazz, all that fun stuff. Like, subscribe, um, send us monetary gifts, you know, all those things. But other than that, you know, be kind to one another. We love you. We're very, very grateful that you listen to us and that you hang out with us and we, uh, we look forward to next week. So. Peace. Peace.